doing something a little different today. And normally on Mindfuck, we do one-on-one coaching sessions with people that want to get unstuck or want to launch into something really awesome and achieve that seemingly impossible dream that has eluded them to this point in life. But we have um, we have nine service lines now at Status Flow, and one of them has to do with love, dating, and situationships. And we have an expert coach on staff, and uh, and because my romantic life has been uh, less than ideal, right? <laughs> I thought maybe maybe I bring her on and uh, and have a conversation. Lauren, so good to have you with me today. I'm excited. Mr. King, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> this is going to be super weird for me because I think I'm going to get processed. Like this, that's what's going to happen here because, you know, at the time of this recording, I am recently out of seeing somebody and you are, you are the relationship coach expert. And so this is, this is going to be interesting. We'll see where it goes. I'll, um, I'll start by saying this much, right? And um, the thing that I think right now that is the current struggle is that that person, when I when I get into a relationship, a romantic partnership with somebody, she becomes my best friend. Mm-hmm. And that's the loss that I'm really experiencing. I mean, yeah, there's there's the romantic angle and everything, but it's like, this is the person I would call. This is the person that would call me, that we text, that we like the the disruption of my day-to-day life is palpable. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what's what's really got my attention right now and it's just fucking with me. <laughs> it's the routine. It's the it's breaking the routine, right? You're I think. Yeah, we get attached to that routine and it becomes familiar. And um, I think that's why getting out of relationships is so difficult most of the time. Mm -hmm. So what do you do with something like that? Like how would how how like process me here a little bit? Like what (laughs) if you're my relationship coach, like, you know, what do I what do I do about this? Well, walk me through the day to day. So you would wake up like walk walk me through. How, how yeah, long? you know, I'm, I would, I would get up, I mean, I get up super early. My day starts at 4am. Right. And, um, and, and she got up pretty early, not that early, but you know, there would be the early morning text, like Good morning, you know, check in, how'd you sleep? And, and, and in, in my relationship at this point in my life, I don't do surface. Right. So even if it seems like, um, something that we're just kind of phoning in. It's like, hey, how'd you sleep or whatever? It's not, it's actually very connected. And so there's a depth to it. And and then there's check-ins throughout the day. It's follow up on, hey, how'd that meeting go? And and because it's that there's a real invested interest in that person's life and in how they're navigating their world. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, same kind of thing. You know, we would we would have these conversations that, we we literally I, I don't think we ever had a conversation that lasted less than two hours on the phone. Like when we, I mean, other than just like the daily check-ins. If we're, you know, at the end of the day, uh, that conversation could easily go anywhere from two to four hours and never get boring, never get like we could just roll. And it was so cool to have that in my life again. And so there's a huge hole that mm-hmm. that I experience on the daily right now. There's something I know about you and I know that you have intense and like you, you like, you have these relationships, not just in your intimate life, but in your personal life too. Like these, you you have intense relationships in your actual like personal life with friends as well. We've gone there, like you and I, like we're both very Mm -hmm. intense people where we both just like, like to cut through the bullshit. Right. 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 So I guess my question for you, I have two questions is like, what makes you feel what is it about that like intensity or like that connection that you miss? That's a, wow. That's a really good question. <laughs> I'm going to coach the coach here. This is good. Um, that's <laughs> a really good question. See, this is why you're the relationship coach and I'm not. <laughs> what is it that I miss about? It? I, I, okay. So part of it is, is what I just like to refer to as the cocaine, right? Like I'm a high sensation person with my dysfunctional childhood. I need, I need like a lot of stimulation. Um, so I love the intensity on, on both sides of the spectrum. I mean, in the absence of, of 
total bliss and euphoria, I will take exquisite pain because there's, I just can't deal with the boredom. I just, I can't, I can't with the boredom. You know, this is, this is a very old relationship pattern. If I'm bored, I'm out. It just, um, so I miss the intensity. I miss the depth. Um, I do miss, I do miss the, the intimacy, like even those conversations were deeply intimate. Um, and of course I missed the sex. Like the, I mean, it was like, it was not normal human sex. It was magic carpet ride through the cosmos sex like that. Like it was fucking hallucinogenic. So good. And so, so yeah, that's missing. <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, it's all of it. It's, it was, it's just, it was so high sensation across the spectrum. And it was this beautiful embodiment of the, of the human experience. You know what? That's what it is. My life is, my life's a little boring now. You, that's what it is. It's, it's just, everything feels muted and boring. Yeah. Well, that brings me to my second, like follow-up question is like, where in your life can you have those kind of intense experiences that kind of feel that need without that person? I mean, I, I get it at work, right? I mean, obviously I love working with clients. I love getting on that stage. Those are high sensation experiences. Um, hanging out with my friends is, is awesome. It's not quite that high. It's a different thing. My best friend, we have really deep conversations, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's not the same. It's just not quite the same. So but yeah, so it's a, I just I noticed I noticed that since the end of the relationship, I've been working a lot, like a lot. Now, part of that is that the organization needs it. You know, we're in a we, as you know, we have a lot going on and and things are really exciting right now. So it sort of requires that. And I think there might be a little bit of a distraction, using it a little bit of a distraction to kind of maybe numb out a little bit on stuff, or maybe, yeah, maybe try and get my fix. You know, get my get my drug hit right okay, fix. <laughs> right a little without fix in my coke you know <laughs> With, without that obviously a little microdose, right <laughs> yeah well i mean i i it's perfectly normal to come out of something like that and have that lack at first right and mm -hmm. kind of go through that sense of withdrawal um mm -hmm. i do think it does come back to just that routine and that kind of you get so used to and familiar with connecting with someone on such a deep level. And I mean, I was in a very long term relationship um, that, you know, when I came out of it, it was like, what the fuck do I do now? Like, you know, you, just, you know, you that sense of kind of like loneliness can be overwhelming at times. Um, and I think on a, just a, a, a human level, people with as much depth as you and I do crave that kind of like, no bullshit. Like, I don't like small talk, Chris. Like, you, I know <laughs> you don't talk either, right? Like, That's why I, I love you so much because like, I know. But we're the person, the people in the room that we notice people talk about the weather or traffic in LA. It's like, is this what we're going to fucking talk about? Really? Like, no, I'd rather create like, disruption. I'd rather just like create complete chaos and like disrupt. <laughs> like... <laughs> right. Yeah, but I do think that you know having having intense friendships, having people that you can call, having kind of just you know going. I, I hate to say it, but going from kind of one crutch to a little bit of another, and and focusing. And I I, I you know like I work on this with my clients too. You have to just kind of get try and get a little bit closer to some of your friends that are a little bit more intense too and just kind of foster those relationships because that's really what's going to carry you through when you're dating as well you know when i came out of my very long-term relationship i had friends for sure but the friends that i have now since i've been single like i've focused so much on fostering those friendships and relationships that like they're going to be with me through my entire life you know what i mean those are the like those are my family mm. and I think that's really, really helpful in the dating world is having like some solid, a fucking solid tribe like that. It, you can have those intense experiences, maybe not as intense and obviously not intimate, but you can just go there with them and they make, you know, they're safe spaces. Um, and you're a safe space for me too, you know? Oh, well, you're so much fun. I mean, we just goof off and <laughs> all the time, but you hit on something really important there. Um, Actually, you hit on a number of things that I want to highlight because I think as 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 a lot of good coaches that I've seen do is like they'll say something and not realize like how how intense and deep that is. But there's a there's a quote, you know, people say blood is thicker than water. 
And when they say that, they typically mean that your biological family is more important than, you know, friends or whatever. But but the actual quote means the exact opposite of that. The full quote is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. And this means that your chosen family, your tribe is really more important. And so so I, I love that you highlight as a strategy cultivating those relationships, like investing in that. It's um, the other thing that this ties into um, is that this shifts the perspective from lack to abundance, right? Mm -hmm. As I think about that right now for myself, I have been on, well, I've been focusing on the loss, like now I don't have this. Now I don't have that. I started this show with here's what I don't have. Here's what I'm missing. Here's what's gone. And as you said that, I recognize you are directing me into what do you have, right? What's Where's the abundance and how can you leverage that to your betterment and to your benefit? And I think that's a brilliant reflection there. Yeah, I do think community building, especially especially when you're single, building a community of just support is is literally like it's the best because it it makes you not settle too because you are you don't need anything else like right you like you have this community of like i've you know i've been i've been pretty much single for four years i was in a, a year relationship in the last like four years but i left my very long-term relationship four years ago and what i realized that i needed coming out of that was community and um, fostering not only friendships, but like a spiritual community, you know, um, a professional community. And I think when you kind of feed, feed those parts of your life and feed those parts of yourself, you, you become independent and not that you don't need someone because I'm a firm believer that like we as humans do need people. We do need rom romantic, a romantic partner. We do need like, you know, sex we do need those things but you become sufficient enough to to make sure that you're not just like jumping into something else right because you're 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 so like you said you're lacking something when you're fed when you're spiritually fed when you're emotionally fed mentally stimulated you're at your best right so you're going to attract what's best Mm -hmm. in, that, in that regard. See, now that's an interesting point to the attraction thing, right? We say you attract, you attract what you are. I mean, I know we say sort of both things where we say opposites attract, um, but you do attract what you are. You know, one of the things that, um, that I had to look at is ultimately the, the, the person that I was seeing, she, she was, she was unavailable. Like just, she just was not fully capable of, of, really getting into something. And I was convinced that I was available and I was ready. And I, I still think I was at the time. And I keep wrestling with you attract, you attract what you are. I'm like, okay, so in what ways have I been or am I unavailable? And I'm like, I wasn't. And so this is this, like, it's, it's still a little confounding for me because like with my work schedule, everything being what it what it is and was, I don't know. I still felt pretty fucking available. Right? <laughs> I was open. I was honest. I was one hundred authentic. Like, so that one is still tripping me up a little bit. Why are you? Do you feel worthy for someone completely available? Fuck. You know, when you said that, the. My thought was absolutely, but but you hit something at the energetic there. Like there was something under that, like for sure. Fuck, that hit. I think I think that's that's where I need to look. Like I I because I would have said like absolutely it's like, oh yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. There were, I felt something before I thought that. It was right before. Um, fuck, that was good because, you know, in my world, it's, it's, everything is energy and frequencies. Mm -hmm. And so I can very easily say yes to that, but there was, there was a spike. Something happened in my field there that I felt dead in the center of my chest. And it was, it was like this inverted spike, just, you know, boom. Um, 
I love what we say in coaching is that we're not going to tell you what to see, but we'll show you where to look. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly where I need to look. Because you can be as available as, I don't know, as you want, right? You can be, you know, just open. and But if you don't have that core sense of worth that you deserve, that great, great love, someone that is available, someone that is aligned with you, mm -hmm. you're always going to kind of resist or repulse that in a way because at your core there's a misalignment right right oh my god i'm so not gonna look at that right now <laughs> yeah let's not go there <laughs> so we're gonna look at that later <laughs> that's a different that'll be a different uh phone call <laughs> right okay so now that we've gotten really deep let me i'm gonna bring it back up to the surface a little bit um because like the, here's the thing that that i hear a lot too um is that people it's like somebody that's looking for a relationship they're like okay i i really want this and i'm ready for it but how like how do i find it how do i the online dating world sucks the the apps are a fucking nightmare the like like there's a lot of um kind of head trash around that you know and and again that falls into the scarcity and the lack and the the kind of the negative you're you know you're going to create what you what you believe is there if you think it sucks it's going to suck it's that simple um what you know what are you noticing in in your community in the dating world like how how the fuck are people doing this people are struggling like a lot i like people are are, are struggling right now um i've heard from a variety of people now and i follow you know like this is my like baby so like i follow so many different like you know like relationship coaches like relationship experts like i i've done a lot of like research on it too and I do believe that right now is like literally the hardest time to date. I don't know about people in their twenties actually, cause I don't really work. That's not really my, my clientele. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be, I think it's still a lot easier for probably people that are a little bit younger, but in their thirties and forties, which is, it, you know, kind of where my work is, it, it's, it's really, really difficult to date. And I think there's a variety of, of reasoning for it. Um, I, the apps, I do think that they work, but I think that they're, they just create, um, they create too many options. We're both in LA. I think there's, there's, there's too many options. It's a zoo. It's honestly, it's a zoo. It's a circus. Um, I think you can meet quality people on the apps, but I think it's really, really difficult. It's like literally going through like, you know, it's going through like the, just so many, so many different people. I feel like a lot mm -hmm. of times to get to that. Um, yeah, this is, this is like a, this is a big conversation because I, I do feel and on a personal level too, I do feel like dating has become a lot harder in the past couple of years. And I don't know if that's COVID too or not. Cause I was single. I was, I've only been single basically since COVID. So I don't really know how it was before, like a few years ago, but I have been single since it, it's almost four years. And I can tell you that it's, it's been a, it's been interesting. It's been fucking interesting. All right. So in a few minutes, I'm going to go down my list of why your your online bro your online dating profile sucks ass. And I guarantee you, and, and I'm not looking at the men's profiles, obviously. So I mean, it, it'll be all oriented about women. But I'm going to say, here's all the mistakes that they're making. But um, I'm going to get to that in a few minutes. I do want to touch on something, though, that you said is that um, because, yeah, the, the speed at which we have access to other humans, right? And and first of all, the, the apps are designed to create a neurochemical addiction in us. And, and we are addicted to them. It's just, it's like cocaine, right? It's like the same as any other social media. We get the likes and whatever. Um, it's designed to keep us on that hamster wheel. And um, the other thing is it's, it's really made us all very disposable. And so we just keep running through people again and again. And I, and I think the I don't know, my strategy, right? Because I'm all about tools, as you know, is to slow it the fuck down. Like, you know, I mean, I know men, you know, women will complain that men don't read profiles. Like, yeah, they, they don't even look at pictures anymore. They literally just swipe right on everything and see who matches. It's that's, what my friend, that's what my friend told me he does on Bumble. He just, he literally goes on and I'm just like, oh my God, that's so ridiculous. 
Yeah, it's it's completely ridiculous because it's like, I don't want to spend the time to read and to look. I'm going to see who's matched with me and then decide if right. I'm interested. And the problem with that sort of mass marketing thing is, again, you know, in, in when we bring it back to our world here is look at the, it's not just what you do. It's the frequency that it rides on. Right. There is no focused attention. There is no. You know, I'm gonna get a little. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little woo here. There's no manifestation. There's no law of attraction. There's no like. When I decided, you know what, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Q1 and go full throttle with with the organization. I'm gonna sort of put dating on a, not even on a back burner. It's kind of still in the fridge, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but just the focused. I didn't change anything in our marketing. I didn't even call. You know, our CMO Keith. I didn't like. I just set the intention in my head said here's what i'm going to do and things started rolling to the point where um where even our our business manager was like tweak your online dating profile a little bit but leave it um but leave it active and i said why said, cuz we're actually getting business traction <laughs> like people who are seeking relationship are like okay i want a rough relationship but i found this so i'm going to explore what that is and so i thought that was kind of interesting um, but yeah, that focused attention, that mass swipe thing, I think is really, I mean, it's ruining the apps. It's making them completely ineffective, but it's, it's, it's not taking control or it's not giving yourself captaincy of what you're really looking for. I'm a big proponent, honestly, in like keeping an app or two like active, but you have to be in the apps for the long game. I, I mean, I've, I've, I've know people that have like been like, oh, he was like my first match. And like, we've been together. I'm like, okay, that's, you hit the lottery there, you know? Cause I just don't hear those stories for the most part. That did happen to one of my exes. I mean, the, the, like I was, we were out together six years. Yeah. I was her one and done. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And that's, that's great. That does not like, that's incredibly rare though. I, I think as a backup, it's, you know, have, have the apps, you know, like if, if you're into it. I, I never, I'm, I never push the apps on people because I know they're not for everyone for sure, but I think it's good to ha just have them there kind of as a backup. Right. Yeah. The, uh, that's, I, I've actually said this before, you know, if I met a woman on an app, she's like, oh, you're the first one I've connected with. I'm like, mom fucked. Right. <laughs> that's it. Game over. I'm out. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I just know it. Mm -hmm. So, um, but now I, I, I want to address some of the online dating profile faux pas because they they're awful. I mean, what people write um is just, so and here's the thing is they don't know how bad it is, but I'm going to I'm going to we're we're just going to highlight this right Let's now. I want to go there. Um so okay, so the first thing is um the opening sentence or you know, it, really anywhere in the profile it has to do with wanting a man who's financially secure. Right. That's the first thing he says. Well, I want a man who's financially secure. Now, dude who's financially, the first thing he's thinking is sugar, you know, sugar daddy. She's a, you know, a gold digger kind of thing. And what I've said to, to women is like, look, when you lead with money, that's like us leading with sex. Right. Right. It's an instant turnoff. Mm -hmm. But is that a reasonable thing to even put on a profile anywhere? Or is it sort of a, well, duh, doesn't everybody want that? I mean, is it sort of a throwaway? That's a good question. I mean, I personally would never put that on my dating profile. It's something that I definitely look for in a man just because I, I want to be, you know, on the same level, obviously. But I can, yeah, I can completely understand from a man's perspective why that would be a, like a complete turnoff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So point number two is complaining that men don't read profiles and then using that as justification for maybe not even writing one. Now, my framework for this is, well, do you want the kind of man that reads profiles? Because then you should probably write one. Mm -hmm. But again, we still have the mass swipe issue. So I don't know. I Yeah, no, I definitely... I do think that people that are actually looking for serious relationships and m maybe you're the exception because I, I I would assume that you're looking for something like, you know, pretty substantial. But like, I, I do think people read profiles for the most part. People that are genuinely interested, I would hope that they would re read. I would hope that they would read my profile. I, I, 
Well, I think there's a level of disrespect there, right? I mean, it's sort of like, you know, oh, well, men don't read profiles. That's sort of the same thing as all men want sex or whatever. It's like, it's really, there, there's like a disrespect thing there. It's kind of degrading in a way. Um, I'm not going to lie. I look at the pictures first and then after we match and like, I mean, mm -hmm. I'll read, but like, I'll look at pictures first, make sure I'm, you know, somewhat attracted. And then if we right. talking, then I'm like, oh, okay, then I'll kind of go back to their profile. And I could have. I probably assume that a lot of men probably do that too. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, you have to be, you know, there has to be an, a find somebody that's pleasing to look at for you. Um, I, here's the other thing though. When I see a blank profile, I just think put some effort into it. Yeah. Like you're just being lazy as fuck or you're just counting on your looks. In which case that's not cute. If you're just counting on that, like, no. Do you, do you see a lot of people that have like filters and stuff like that? Oh God, I'm going to get to that. I'm, okay, okay, I'm okay, going to get okay. to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, you know what? Let's just get into it. All right. Using filters. That's the modern day version of posting a picture that's 10 years old, right? That is writing a check that you cannot fucking cash. I don't care how dim that restaurant is. You do not look like that. You yeah. don't. Just stop. Right? I, that's honestly, cause I, you know, I'll, I've been on a lot of dates with men and like, that's one, that's something that comes up is that a lot of women use either inaccurate, like pictures or that's, a, that's a huge complaint for men is the filters. I've, yeah. Yeah. Filters. Um, yeah, that it's, it's gotten so bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, the, uh, how about now here's one. Now this one. This is really interesting to me because dating in my 50s is very different than dating in my 30s and 40s because I don't see this nearly as much as I used to in my 30s and 40s. But now I'm 5'6", right? So women will put, must be at least 5'10", must be at least six foot. Is that okay? Or is there a double standard working here? Because what if I said cannot weigh more than 120 pounds or must have double Ds? I look like an asshole, right? I'm just like, so where do you, I'd love your feedback because yeah. you're, you're a bit younger than, than I. So I'm curious if this is, if I'm looking at this through a, a, what lens? Yeah, no, I think it's a great question. I think that one, you should not have that on your profile. I think, I think there are certain preferences. I do think that like, for example, you know, certain guys like blondes or Asian women or, you know, they do like fuller figured or like bigger boobs or maybe mm -hmm. smaller or something. And I think on the flip side for women, there are preferences as well. Right. I think preferences. Right. I preferences. Absolutely. But when you make preferences a standard, mm -hmm. that's that's I think where you get into trouble. I agree with you. I think when you're closed minded about. If you have one specific type, and I used to do this, I used to fucking do this. I used to have like a type, right? Just like the tall, like, you know, handsome, like, you know, just super fit guy. Mm. And I kind of broke out of that type in probably in the last like couple of years since my ex-boyfriend actually a couple of years because he fit in that type and just it did not work out. Right. Um, I've gotten out of my type. And honestly, the last couple pretty significant guys that I've actually liked have not fallen into that like box that was my type. Right? right. And, and breaking out of my little mold, like allowed me to kind of, you know, there has to be a baseline level of attraction. I'm, I'm a very big believer for both men and women. There has to be a baseline level. You can't just see someone and, and go on a first date and be like, you know, get that ick feeling. Like, I think you should generally be at least somewhat attracted to them. I do think at least for women, I don't know about men as much, but I think for women, attraction can grow. Like I've seen it in myself and I, yeah, I, I think men might be a little bit different here, but I think you're right. We're a little different. I, I mean, maybe attraction can grow with, within some kind of bandwidth. Chemistry doesn't though. Chemistry doesn't change. You either have it or you don't. That's um, true. And, and, you know, to kind of sidebar here, but agreement does not mean chemistry and chemistry does not mean connection. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. This is sort of a tiered thing. And so it's like, Oh, we have great chemistry. It's like, Oh, soulmates. We have great chemistry. You say we have that much chemistry. I'm thinking trauma bond. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I think if you are attracted to somebody and you have 10 out of 10 chemistry, if you have nine or 10 out of 10 on chemistry and attraction, run the other fucking direction. 
because that person is hooking all of your like your dysfunction and your crazy, not just all the good stuff. Find a solid like seven to eight and a half, right? On the attraction chemistry thing. I think that's I think that's the sweet spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. And I I think this is why it is kind of important to kind of just like date a little bit before you get intimate because you can kind of run with the chemistry and the attraction and you can be blinded from other things. If you guys, I think values are, it comes back to like being the most aligned on values. I think that's the most important thing right? when you're looking for a partnership is to make sure you're aligned on, on what your top values are. I say usually mm -hmm. five. Um, if you get into, if you're too attracted to someone, if the sex is too good, if you kind of just, you know, get in that I guess, chemical kind of, you, you chase the chemical mm -hmm. aspect of it. That's where you're going to get into trouble because right. you can't fall back on an emotional connection or the, some of those deeper things that you kind of, you, 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 you missed you, not you, you like, what's it called? You're you, think of it as a marathon, you know, you can't get to the end right away. Like it takes time to kind of develop those you know, mm -hmm. like said like an emotional connection that takes time to develop usually. And that's totally separate from like the chemistry and the attraction piece. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know if that was a tangent, but no, that's great because you're right. The, um, you know, in my experience, and this, this is not just true in romantic partnership. This is true in any situation, right? People have their belief systems and they're going to look at the world through that system. Mm -hmm. And people are unconsciously seeking to validate the system that they don't know is running their own belief system. Right. And so what subsequently what happens is people don't see what's right the fuck in front of them. They see what they want to see, what they need to see or what they expect to see. And mm -hmm. so when we race in and you mentioned like sex right away, okay, look, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here. Cause I fucking done that a lot. Um, cause you know, I've been a whore, uh, but the, <laughs> so the, but, but when we race in and we have the sex early and we we keep wanting to validate the reality. It's like, we want this to be the thing. We want this to be the thing. And so we just keep jamming it through that lens. It's like, no, stop. And like, if, in my experience, if I slow down on the sex thing, mm -hmm. the reality of that person starts to unfold a little bit. And so now it's like, well, okay, this now, now it's not what I thought it was. I, I can actually see it with enough, enough at bats. You know, if I get enough times of seeing something, maybe it'll start to break you know, the expectation mold, the need, the want mold of what's in my head. And I can see what's actually right there. A hundred percent. Exactly. All right. So on my, uh, my increasing, my ever increasing list of, uh, criminal acts on, uh, you know, online dating profiles, lying about your fucking age. Oh God. This is like a huge pet peeve of mine. Right. <laughs> like I get it. Okay. I understand that women in, I'm going to say 45 to 58 are in what I call the shit zone of dating because they're looking for a guy, my age, you know, somewhere that's age appropriate. They're getting hit on by guys South of 35 and North of 65. And so they lie about their age to skew the thing. And I'm like, you are actively trying to manipulate somebody. You are trying to show him something that he's not looking for. Like it's just, it starts with all with inauthentic shit you say you want authenticity but you got filters and you got then you're lying about your fucking age it's like guys I, do this too and it guys it, do it too okay. oh, oh my god no. <laughs> yeah no i've had that happen to me a couple different times and it's just a total like absolutely not absolutely not you can't start a relationship off like on a lie like that you just like how could you trust like how could you form trust with someone after that i just right. Yeah, I don't know. I was telling a friend of mine the other day and she said, I, I met this guy who said he didn't have kids. They dated for like a month and they revealed he had grandkids. What? And I was like, how, what, when did he think he was going to get away with, like, how, like, oh yeah, by the way. <laughs> I was like, what? That's just lying. And like, it's just such a, it's just a, such a hard no for me when, when, yeah. it, okay. I can understand maybe like lying like a, a couple inches or something about your height or something like that. Like that would make more sense to me. That's kind of just like a fabrication. Fabrications are different. Like, a, like age saying you're 40 and you're actually, you know, 47. That is a lie. <laughs> right. No, I don't do lies. Um, like I'm just a hard, because I look, I've been a liar. I've been a cheater. I've, I've fucking done it all. Like I've fucked up, you know, my clients will be like, why are you so good at what you do? So kind of fucked up in pretty much every way a man can. Yeah. And, um, 
and so, and, and, you know, my, and most of my clients are women. They're like, how do you know men so well? Cause I've been every fucking one of them. I've been the Peter Pan. I've been the self-stopped. I've, oh, I've done all the things. Um, but yeah, so I, but I, and so now lying, cheating, I'm a fucking hard no. Cause I've just done all that. I've seen the damage. It's yeah. Hard no. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now here's another one that, that makes me laugh. Actually, it's fair. It's quasi entertaining. I see these women with the, cleavage the ass hanging out the bent over the thing or you know like super sexy pictures i'm looking for a long-term relationship right like <laughs> that's pretty funny that's we gotta funny. use the bait for the bitch you want to catch man yes that's pretty funny see it's I, I like hearing about things from like a man's perspective because we like women have totally different um our our issues are like you know like issues with like the men's dating profiles are so different than what you guys have to deal with right you know what i mean it's so different yeah it's uh man oh and the um here's another one that's uh that i think is actually you know i'm i'm in service to the feminine this organization is in service to the feminine as the masculine is supposed to be and this is a dangerous one where women don't realize um, but when they say they're new to the app or new to online dating, that is a massive green light for predators. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, and, and scam artists. There's a lot of scam artists, a lot of catfishing and all this kind of stuff. You say you're new to online dating. They're like, oh, fresh meat. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Um, yeah, I've never really seen that before because guys just don't put that on their <laughs> no no so i have not experienced that one before but here here's one that i'm sure men and women say um quite a bit living life to the fullest first yeah. of all you're probably not okay <laughs> <laughs> who is these days right? Like right like johnny strange was living life to the fullest he was a wingsuit guy a base jumper a skydiver he summited every like all the highest peaks of every mountain on the continents by the time he was 17 like that dude died at 23 years old in a wingsuit accident that dude was living life to the fullest he lived more in 23 years than most of us will live in 90 yeah right but this chick is probably in marketing. She probably does like Pilates and like right. and like brunches on the weekend with her friends. And it's just like, I'm living life to the fullest. It's right. Like, no, right. Are you really? They're basic as fuck. Like Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that one makes me laugh. And all my judgments, by the way, are going to come out here. It's just the way it is. Um, another kind of throwaway phrase, work hard, play harder. I'm sure guys do that. Right? Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen that. Right. Um. A lot of women will say, my friends would say, I, I don't know your friends. They might be psychopaths. Like, what, what do you say? <laughs> right. Your friends might be bunny boilers. Just what? <laughs> this is why I love you, because you just cut through all the bullshit. You're right. just like... I don't well, I, it, look, it makes the online dating swipe. It's like, I can like, I, all I look for is one thing, just one thing in there that I can, that I can use as to say no, because it's <laughs> my filtering process, right? Um, oh, here's one that, that I, I, I just can't with this one anymore. So now you're a bit younger than I, but there's, you might know this song. There's a song called escape, which we lovingly refer to as the pina colada song. And it oh. says, you know, if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, look, that's not a fucking, poop song, okay? <laughs> <laughs> stop using those song lyrics as your profile. Oh my gosh. That, that tells me nothing. Have you seen that like on multiple profiles? Yes. Oh my God. It, it's I, it's common enough to where I put it on my list. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. That's um, I know another one that we see all the time is I, you know, the whole package. I'm like, okay, what? So I can return you to Amazon if I need to. What would like, it <laughs> box you up and take you over to Kohl's? <laughs> I would hope that most people think you're the full package. Like I would hope. But, but what does that mean? Right. Like we're going to get into a couple of subjective things here because it's like the whole pack. What does that mean? Because I'll tell you, here's a couple other ones. I didn't include this, but it drives me fucking crazy. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I've seen on a on a woman's profile. I love to laugh. Or I love to have fun right now. There's a huge number of women hearing this going fuck because it's everywhere 
who's reading that going oh no i don't love i i don't love to laugh so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna choose i don't love to have fun so i'm gonna what the fuck does that mean what makes you laugh what is fun for you help me out here yeah no like, that's not i think that's some of the most basic shit i've ever it's like like it's I, a throwaway it's meaningful like, like signs that like people have in their house like live laugh love it's like right. what does this mean right like you're some kind of Hallmark card or something. I, just, I don't know. I mean, it's just, yeah. What makes you laugh? Right. Give me an idea. Like, you know, hobbies, recreational activities, that kind of like, like you said something earlier that, that I want to highlight, actually, you, you talked about values. Like, I don't think you need to have um, similar hobbies, interests, recreational activities in that way. You do have to have similar values. Yes. Like, you know, it's like if I love hiking and you don't, who gives a fuck? You know, it's like we'll find other shit to do. Right. It's just. um, But yeah, the, I can't with the love to laugh thing. Lifestyle and values like those things are you can't get away from those things. No, yeah. you have to be aligned. Um, okay, so now here's one that I think is a lot like I understand where where she, where she's going with this, but it I don't know. Maybe I'm just being nitpicky. Um. Just as comfortable in jeans and a t-shirt as I am a fancy gown. No, you're not. Okay. You're <laughs> fucking not. Okay. That like I get in a tuxedo. That's not as comfortable as my jeans. They're just, it's not. I mean, I understand like internally I'm comfortable with that, but it, it's, it's. It makes, it makes me think that like she wants to be taken out nice, but she's also down with like Netflix and chill or something. All right, so all right, I can accept that. I was gonna say I'm I'm willing to let this one go and recognize that I'm probably just being. I think kid. saying that would be actually better though than saying that. It's like I like fancy meals, but I'm down with a Netflix and chill night. Like that's straightforward. <laughs> like that makes more sense, right? Yeah. Okay. Like I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let him slide on that one. I'll give some yeah. wiggle room on that one. Yeah, I think guys like straightforward shit like that too. Right. Yeah, that's probably true. All right. So another thing that I see is that women get really upset and they put in their profiles where, you know, if we're going to match, like say more than high. Now, I don't think that's an unreasonable request and and I don't disagree with it um, because I do think as a man, I want to I want to say something that is like, this is why I'm reaching out to you. Right. It's not like, hey, baby, you're hot. Like, you know, it's like something in your pro. I'm reaching out to you because something in your profile resonated for me. And I'm going to tell you what that was. Um but here's the thing on apps like Bumble, you mentioned like women do the exact same thing. Like I've been on them. They just say hi. I'm like, all right, well, okay. I gotta, I gotta go fishing here. I'm so glad we're talking about this. I, so I've been on a lot of different apps to be honest. I've been on uh Bumble hinge. The I'm on the league and um, I've been on Raya on Raya and a lot of these other apps you just match with people and no one says shit. Like you just like, so I'm, I'm kind of traditional in the sense that like, I do kind of think that a man should per pursue a woman or just, you mm -hmm. know, at least in the beginning, you know, I think there is that like chase that has to kind of like go down. There is a little bit of a cat and mouse game, right? Mm -hmm. On Raya, like you literally just match. N no one says anything or on even the league or like, you know, like guys just don't say shit. And like, I'm not one to, in, unless I'm on Bumble, because that's a different platform. So like, I, I'm, right. I usually don't say hi. I think just reaching out is, at least that signifies something. So, right. Like, but that's probably where the mass swiping things comes from, right? It's like they I, match, but then they don't reach out. It's right. Like right. Yeah. So I think in terms of like, what's said initially, yeah, I mean something more than high is great but at the same time high is also like more than a lot of other people are doing so, like, <laughs> wow maybe i'm working too hard <laughs> yeah. no you're one step above trust me i'm just like blown away by just i don't know the lack of of anything wow. on all of these platforms yeah i don't know if we're giving anybody hope here <laughs> no right so, all right. So here's one that, that, that surprises me that we still see it because we've been making fun of it forever, but duck face. Really? I'm still seeing duck face at this stage of the game. <laughs> Are you fucking shitting me right now? <laughs> Haven't we made fun, enough fun about this? I mean, I, I, like if I have to choose between filters or duck face, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that's so funny. I just find guys it do weird shit like that. I mean, guys do have the pictures of of the with a fish. Apparently, that's a thing. You know what my thing is? So it's not that it's literally the same picture, like the same selfie, in like six different pictures or whatever. Like literally, like like they're in the same position, same exact expression on their face. Like that. Shit, I'm just like really. You don't have like any other. Like you just have taken six pictures of yourself in different, right. like with different backgrounds. Right. Like that's yeah. stuff that guys do. I feel like I'm just like, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, my style is to like, here's, here's a snapshot of what my life looks like. Here's like exactly. shit that I'm doing. Right. But um, yeah. Sidebar on that. Someone will take like really close up pictures of their face. Give you no idea what she looks like from the neck down. Yeah. And that makes me think. That makes me think, number one, well, here's what it makes me think. It makes me think that she's not comfortable with her body, whatever it looks like. Mm -hmm. And it's not about, and as it, you know, for me, again, it's it's about energy more than anything. I don't really have a type, you know, in terms of height or whatever. My ex-wife was 5'9", my other one was 5'3". You know, I mean, just like, there's a lot of variance in my, in my dating history. But what that suggests to me is that you know, you're afraid I'm not going to like your body, which tells me that you probably don't like your body. And it's your relationship to yourself that is going to affect your relationship with everyone and everything in the world, right? That's where that's where everything is derived from is your relationship to yourself. And so I'm just thinking when I see something like that, I think she's not okay with who she is. Yeah, that, I, I think that's completely fair too. Mm. I, I mean, it might not be accurate, but it's not a, it's not a, re it's not an unreasonable stretch. Uh, Okay, so here's one that uh, there's a couple here that I'm really gonna get on. Uh, telling the scammers to move on. Like you actually put that like here, like, like if you're a scammer, I'm gonna sniff you out and move. It's like okay, look again. What frequency are you putting yourself in? And the scammers, by the way, they don't give a fuck, right? They, like uh, they may even see it as a challenge, and now you're gonna waste even more of your time, right? I mean, yeah. that's I don't know this. Um, Actually, it's similar to, um, it's similar. I, a lot of profiles that I've said have a laundry list of all the shit she doesn't want. Like, it's like, I don't want this and I don't want that. None of this and none of that. And I'm like, your profile it's, is all steeped in the negative. And I see that a lot with men too, actually. You, okay. So yeah, what's important about that is you, what you focus on expands. Right. So when you focus on all those negative things, that's what that's what your your whole orientation is. That's where your energy is. That's where your frequency is. And the the universe, I'm going to get a little woohoo. The universe doesn't really give a shit about want or don't want. It only understands where your attention is. Right. What you focus on expands. And so when you focus on all that negative stuff, it's just like um, the same with no hookups, you know, all you did, all you did was tell me a hookup. The same is true in emails. Don't hesitate to call. Don't look down when you're on a ladder. The don't doesn't matter, right? I tee it up for golf. Don't hit it in the water. I'm going to put it right in the water because that's where all my energy is going, right? So you got to focus on the affirmative, right? This is all basic language of responsibility stuff, right? But it's ultimately putting out there what you're affirming you do want as opposed to just shitting on all the negative stuff you don't. Right, 100%. Um, guys are doing that too. That's wild. Guys, yeah, guys do that too. Like there's, there is like a lot of, I've seen a lot of guys like be like, oh, if you voted like this way, like swipe, I'm just like, okay, why even, I don't know. I Maybe I'm just not politically like extreme either, but I just see a lot of political like stuff. And I'm just like, oh, it's, it's just a hard no for me just because I'm kind of just open-minded and, you know, I like to get to know someone before I, you know, go there anyways. But yeah, right. I just, I don't like the negatives. I don't, uh, you know, I, I tell my clients, like, it's so important on your profile to like reveal who you are and what you're looking for. You know, I think it should be just be like, and it doesn't have to be like long paragraphs or anything, but it should show who your picture should show who you are and what kind of life you live. And usually what you, I, I say what you value and what you're looking for. Like, those are the, those are the main things. Right. So what are you working on right now with clients? We'll get away from my uh, my list of you know gripes here, right? <laughs> all, my, <laughs> all my do's and don'ts and everything. Um, yeah. You know, as as you are kind of the head of our love dating and situationships service line, as well as a couple of the others. You know, what's um, what are the clients that you feel that you can serve the best that that are bringing you the kinds of things that that you really love working with? 
Yeah. Well, the dating world, as you mentioned, is like incredibly difficult right now. And so that is really what I'm working with on my clients is helping them with their profiles for sure. I've done that with a number of my clients, like cleaned up, you know, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) cleaned up because you do want an accurate representation of who you are, like on the, on your, on your dating profiles. Um, but just in terms of just stepping away from the dating profiles too, like I, I told you before, I like that as a backup and I like to, I like usually my clients to have those just to let the universe know what, what you're, what you're looking for too, just to have a profile like that, just kind of as a back, you know, as a backup, like I said, not as your main source of meeting people or whatever, but, um, so aside from the profile stuff, what I do work with my clients is a lot of like just self-worth and self kind of just like love and cultivation. We do obviously look in the past and kind of figure out what patterns my clients have repeated before, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about type too, right? So it's like kind of maybe breaking them out of their mold and kind of figuring out why they usually go towards a certain type and why that hasn't worked in the past for them. And making them open to energetically to meeting new people. You know, I am a big believer in, you know, once you declare something to the universe and you mean it with your whole heart and your whole soul, things will just start unfolding in kind of a magical way. When you go out, you know, like instead of, you know, being in line and texting on your phone, maybe just look around, see if there's anyone that you can kind of like smile at or just, you know, like flirt a little bit with, um, Mm -hmm. you know, as women, we have this amazing power of what, you know, using our kind of like sexuality and it doesn't have to be forward. It doesn't have to be, um, overt, but men are constantly out there. There's great looking men out there. And like, I see them all the time, you know, and you just kind of have to peel your eyes back sometimes Mm -hmm. and look because we're always, you know, I think we get too distracted sometimes when we're out being on our phone or or whatever, swiping when when you can miss a lot of opportunity to just like Mm -hmm. flirt and like, you know, connect with people on a deeper level sometimes that mm-hmm. you just, you know, you might be missing otherwise. Yeah. I, I mean, I love that because it is about availability, like making yourself available. If you're in your phone, you're not available. Right. Exactly. And so, and I, and I think you hit on the a big one um, that I want to highlight as well is energetically, right. You know, are you, you, you are where your head is and right. wherever your head is, that's going to have an effect on your energetic frequency. And so if you're doom scrolling through social media, if you're in a, a doom and gloom place, um, you know, my my ex that I was in a relationship with for six years, she could turn it on or off. She could get hit on or not hit on. She was crazy hot and she could be like, she like never get hit on simply because she was not energetically interested in it or available to it. She could just shut it down. She says, men never hit on me, right? And then the second she goes, watch this, I'll make myself available. It was, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And so I really love what you're sharing there is about getting in that frequency and of, of availability and open and accessibility. Um, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I have a question, but what what were you going to say? I was just going to say, and you have to do that. And if you make that commitment, do it in every aspect of, of where you are do it in the grocery store you know like i'm taking italian cl- like lessons right now just like when you're walking to and from like the parking lot places like make yourself available in that in that energetic frequency to l- allow yourself to kind of just like be in that like receptive mode mm-hmm. and be kind of looking and just like be kind of ready for it in a way because you could say you're ready and then just like you know, just totally be tunnel visioned everywhere and like not, you know, be missing opportunities to really like connect with people. I, and I know you have a question, but like I, and I, maybe this is something that I'd like to get your opinion on, but I hear that men don't approach women anymore. And I think that that's true. I think that that happening, unless it's like in a bar or something is happening less and less. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple different theories about why that is, but I think that women need to make it more, um, we need to make 
we need to put them ourselves out there a little bit more so men do feel more comfortable to approach us. A guy, if I'm on my phone and I'm scrolling, like just, you know, like waiting in line for coffee, a guy's not going to come up to me and approach me, right? Mm -hmm. If there's a guy behind me that's cute and I turn around and, and like, you know, just like smile at him or something, maybe he will say something to me. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, like, like, I think we need to kind of invite that kind of attention in and we, I've done it. it it's a, it's, it's a superpower. Yeah, it really is. If it's like taking a super long time to get coffee and like <laughs> three or four people are standing around, you start to look at each other, kind of do the eye roll thing. And then all of a sudden there's a connection, right? But if you're doom scrolling in your phone, yeah. here's something that I want, because I know, I know you train people and this is really important. This is, this is important in terms of safety um, mm -hmm. because it's really weird that women are asked to attract the very thing that is potentially very dangerous to them. Right. And, you know, and, and so I want to touch on safety because you can make yourself available and accessible and still maintain boundaries and right. still be safe. Um, one of the things that I'll highlight, highlight on, cause you know, I, I, I train pretty intensely with like retired Navy SEALs and, and retired U S army special forces. And I asked these guys, like, what is the number one most important thing um, that you've taken away from all of your, all of your, um, your experiences. And they all say the same thing, Situa situational awareness mm -hmm. and being in your phone is potentially dangerous. If you're coming out of the supermarket or the Home Depot or whatever, and you are in your phone, there can very easily be a predator there that sees you not in your, in your reality, you're in your phone, right? And it's dangerous. And so, um, so one of the things, and, and it's not just in, in these extreme cases, but you know, when you are in your phone, when you're not paying attention, you know, there, there is a way because people like to shut down because they don't feel safe. It's like, look, you can create boundaries. And this is, I know this is one of the things you train in is how energetic and otherwise, like I've like when a woman energetically is like, that's far enough. I know it. Like, I just know it instantly. Yeah. Like, cool. A hundred percent. And I, that is something that I've worked with, worked on with a lot of my clients, because as women, we do tend to be people pleasers. And there is this kind of, I think we've just been, a lot of us have been groomed that way to mm -hmm. just like appease people or make people feel very comfortable. And so it's often difficult for a lot of women to figure out how to set boundaries in a way that is stern, but also feminine, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's like hard, but it's also soft in a way. Right. There, there's an art form to that. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's something, it, it is something that is like, I work on with a lot of my female clients, maybe not so much men. I think men have a little bit of an easier time setting boundaries and being, you know, a little more kind of black and white with things. But as, as women, we, we have to do some unlearning a lot of times when mm -hmm. it comes to setting boundaries with men and just with people in general. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite boundary is quite simply, no, thank you. <laughs> right. Without reason, without excuse. I mean, I know it's like, oh, she doesn't want him to feel bad or whatever. It's like, hey, can I buy you a drink? No, thank you. Like, that's it. Like, no, you don't have to say, you don't make an excuse, by the way. Sidebar, don't make an excuse when, when you want to reject a man. Like, you know, hey, do you want to dance? Oh, no, thanks. I'm just waiting for my friend. Because what he hears is, okay, so if you if you weren't waiting for your friend, like, then, then it would be a yes, right? It's like, well, can I buy you a drink? Oh, no, thanks. I already have one. Okay, well, I'll just wait until you need another one, right? Like, looking to circumvent that. If you just do no thank you, I can't do anything with that. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes we'll push for more. Like the longer I can keep you engaged in conversation, the more chance I have. But just, hey, I really appreciate that. You know, you coming over here and risking that. That's really cool. No, thank you. Yeah. And it's it's a great boundary that women are really, seem they feel like, oh, I need to couch this mm -hmm. so he doesn't feel bad. It's like, look, he's been rejected a lot in his life. He's a big boy. He can handle it. Right. And if he can't handle it, He's going to say something, you know, snarky to you and walk away. And thank God, because, yeah. you know, like, so. All right, Lauren, thank you so much for your insightful questions and for processing me a little bit there and for going down the rabbit holes. Um, I'm so glad to have you on the team. Um, we are going to, you know, I haven't really talked about this much yet, but we are going to start expanding this uh, in terms of the love, dating and situationships stuff, in terms of the couples and partner stuff. And we are um, 
I'm currently building out a program specifically for the men because you you talked about something about kind of how men don't approach women and there's a lot in that area and there's a lot of reasons for this and you're you're right men a lot of men are hesitant to do it um, there there's actually a crisis in masculinity and so we have a um, the the program that we are the working title I'll just tell you the working title is monster which I kind of like um, so. Um, but yeah, so there's going to be, you know, we're developing a men's program right now. So I'm pretty excited about that. So we'll, we'll That's definitely so be, I yeah. am so glad you're doing that. Yeah. I'm so glad you're doing that. Because the women need it too. Like the, the masculinity thing that's in crisis is hurting all of us. And so, um, we've talked about that. Yeah. Maybe that's for the next. Maybe that's we'll table that for the next podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We may have to do this again. We're going to go. There's a lot of rabbit holes we could go down. So. I know a lot. All right, love. So good to see you. I'm so glad to have you on the team. And, uh, you know, for somebody right now is listening that uh, wants to get a hold of you, go to statusflow.net and uh, you'll see Lauren's beautiful smiling face. And, uh... <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, Chris. I appreciate you. And God, I just love, I love doing this work with you alongside. I love working with you. All right, love. I'll see you later. All right. Bye. So grateful to have Lauren as part of the team. She's working on several of our service lines. As I mentioned, we have nine different service lines now. Lauren's going to be focusing on love, dating, and situationships, and also partners and couples. So that's not just romantic partners, but business partners as well. So go to statusflow.net, check out all the programs under the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Of course, you can check out Moonshot. And if you want to be on Mindfuck, click to apply. We'd love to have you. Statusflow.net. We'll catch you next time.